Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson-Harris today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Baron O'Connor. Hello, Kevin. Hello, WYSL audience. I am here. Yep. Thank you all for listening here on WYSL or, of course, on our sh- streaming platforms as well, on Facebook, on YouTube, uh, wherever on Twitter, wherever you're listening, free solution page or the Kevin Wilson page or Tim O'Connor page. We're glad you're here. If you're listening live tonight, make sure you leave your comments. If you're listening on WYSL, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the show. And we have a few different topics tonight. We're going to talk about the whole situation with the Rochester Casino with the Senecas. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the, the Trump indictment. We're talk about the Libertarian uh, Party of Colorado, maybe. maybe. See if we, how far we get in the show. And uh, we were talking about this before the show. Tim and I had never met before uh, last Friday. We've been doing the show forever. We've never met. Um, and finally got to actually meet in person in Rochester over at uh, McGregor's. So it was a yeah. cool thing. Yeah, and like 475 uh, beers on tap in that joint, man. Yeah, they started to read the list to me, and they like say danger, and I'm like, "All right, you have me at danger. Give me a pint of whatever yeah, danger yeah. beer is. Like, let's do that." So well. it was a good time. Got Tim to try a plate. Didn't warn him it was spicy, but uh, Oof. nonetheless, I did my best he, with it. I he he, he tries best with the garbage plate. I should I should have warned him, but and then Kevin, you ended up picking up the tab, so it didn't even cost me any money. It was a beautiful experience for me. <laughs> so you got the next one, then. You got it. That but, that's a deal. Yeah, and then maybe one of these times we'll do like a meetup or something. Where yeah, we, well, I was heading up to, I think, to give the whole background. I was heading up to Buffalo for a wrestling tournament to watch my kids wrestle or my kid wrestle. And, you know, we just happened to coincide. And the venue, the hockey rink where they had the wrestling tournament in Buffalo, what a, like, we don't have interesting, huge man-built structures on water around here in in little old Otsego County. So it was pretty neat to see this reclaimed manufacturing area that I'm sure was sponsored by big government, but it was, it was pretty neat all in all, like overall, I was very happy with the venue. It was truly impressive. And I love the people in Buffalo because they will be drinking beer at 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock. As soon as the bar opens, people start showing up and having beers. Like that is something about Buffalo that I love. Always have loved that. That's certainly a thing. You know, but yeah, that's cool. I'm glad that that all went well. But we are a political show. We we should jump into the actual issues, the actual topics of the show tonight. Uh, and we'll start with the the issue of the uh, casino in Rochester. Uh, so it not a casino that's happened yet. It just kind of like broke at the end of last week that the the Seneca Nation might be working towards uh, finalizing a deal with New York State to get a casino in Rochester. And uh, a lot of local leaders kind of 
freaked out about it right and, and a lot of like just a- average people kind of freaked out about it too well, and then so now there's all sorts of rumors flying apparently one that one of the rumors is that it's actually going to be in my neighborhood i live like north Witten village it but there's rumors it could be a neighborhood of the arts right right down the road from me so i could i could have like a, a big seneca casino like right down at the end of my street oh uh, that would wouldn't that be awesome like <laughs> I, so look it's the old deal of three men in a room making deals that everybody like the, 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 the assembly and the Senate in New York state have authorized Kathy Hochul to negotiate on behalf of the body for Seneca, you know, for, for more casino licenses and stuff like that. Now, one of the big complaints is that this seems to have like, contramanded the normal procedure right like don't don't they normally kind of go to the stakeholders in the community and try to build like popular support right yeah that that's that's kind of uh what it is and and frankly like previously there there wasn't a lot of support for a casino in the area at least uh, among the political class um and, and i think actually probably among like average folks too just like Ooh. what is this the thing we need here? Uh, does it make sense? Uh, and you know, I got I got mixed feelings about casinos. Now I, I get why people are like, well, maybe that's not a thing we actually need. Um, I understand it. You know, I, I can see how they can be destructive, right? So I got a, a couple of the policy questions that I think are worth discussing in this is is one, uh, for for something like this, uh, what level of involvement should local governments have in this process? Like should does it make sense? Should we have the you know mayor of Rochester be able to like say no to this? The city council be able to say no to this? The county ledge be able to say no to this? Like who who gets to determine if a semi-private, although very heavily regulated business gets to participate in a community? And you know what what about like even if it what, what percentage of people in the community get to say like yes I I would like to have that thing here for it to be a thing that is allowed. Well, let me ask you this, Kevin, what if you you decided to open Kevin Wilson's living room casino in in, in your house? Like this this business is so regulated that it it literally literally just allows the powerful to buy licenses from the government, right? Isn't yeah. that this is such a scam, right? Right. Yeah, they thinking. they do not the New York state does not allow me to just open up a, cas- a legal casino in my living room. Now I'm sure some no, folks do those it. things, but the, uh, the state will crack down on it. They'll, uh, they'll throw you in jail. Yeah. Well, the, the, the mob pays better. The payouts at, at these Indian casinos and the New York state casinos is awful. So I think the mob should kind of go back into the business of, of running <laughs> casinos. That would be it. That's yeah. my suggestion. Say so it'd be it'd be nicer. <laughs> so I I don't I don't know about that. Um, so it's just an idea. I want to kick just, it. Just around. an idea. Tim, yeah, Tim's just open an that. idea. <laughs> uh, so so a couple a couple of things to know about this is like so the the assembly hasn't quite like approved this because again all this has to kind of happen at like the state level first. Like the state decides if this is going to happen. The governor like negotiates on behalf of the state to like come up with like certain types of agreements. Uh, That agreement in this case got leaked. So it it hasn't really moved forward in Rochester yet. It's more like 
they want to do this thing. They want to do it in Rochester area. Uh, it has to get through the assembly. Uh, and then the assembly will likely vote. It's, it's not entirely clear. It, it seems like the assembly will likely ha- uh, vote based on like input from the local community. Right. right. Um, and oh, yeah, right now there's just, it's not a lot of, like we have uh we have this comment from uh Sam. Oop, not that one. No, maybe that later. Uh, we have this comment from Sam. It says, "Crazy take. Let the free market decide." That's what I'm saying. Bring back the mob. The mob's great with gambling. Tim. It, you, you're making the worst case for the free market. Just <laughs> oh, if, well, if anyone's like Kevin's, I mean, bring back Kevin's living room casino. Like that would Kevin's be better. Casino uh, now yeah. mob free. Um, no, I mean it's like that's a that's a, like a there's a serious history of the mob in the Rochester area, um, but yeah, the experience in terms of the free market stuff, yeah, like we we could do that and we could say okay, let people do their thing. Um, the the objection to that is is somewhat similar to like the objection of uh, like legalizing drugs though is that that people. Um, get addicted they can't help themselves they lose all their money uh so there's there's, there's that aspect of it and, and i've heard people even like libertarians make this argument uh, about the new york state lottery for for kind of the same reasons um sure i agree that, that that the government being in the business of of peddling us our vices seems to be inappropriate right like and certainly the the again i go to the payouts of of like the lottery the new york state lottery and the the scratch off tickets and stuff like it's absolutely horrible right you're getting paid back five five cents on every dollar spent or something like that but kevin we're doing it for the kids so uh right i'm not a guy that plays scratch uh, yeah. offs. That's, yeah. that's everybody else's problem too bad for you don't play them because you ain't winning no matter no matter what myth you built up in your head about how great you are at picking scratch offs you haven't won a nickel. It's, You're fibbing. That's it. You know. Yeah. yeah, and so so a lot of people do that, and you know, there, there's also like, is it truly like an economic benefit to the community to have a casino in the area, right? Because some, sometimes that gets marketed, right? Like it's a well, if we bring this in, it will bring in tourism. People will stay at nearby hotels. Uh, other businesses will pop up around it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, again, I, I'm a little bit skeptical of that too. Like. Casinos are designed to kind of keep you there, right? It's yeah. Isn't there a number of casinos in the Rochester area already? Like, is uh, that part of the yeah, issue? So the, the Seneca's, yeah, the Senecas have some like in the like Niagara County area, like the Niagara Falls area and whatnot. Um, okay. And then there's Delago uh, just down the thruway. So like really only like 45 minutes from Rochester. Yeah, I, I saw that one when I drove by and I just drove by like that's it. And also I get into this when I read these articles and everybody's going, hey, look at all these great jobs. And it's like, you know, a lot of times I think these people focus on the wrong things. When we talk about politicians getting us great jobs, like economic opportunity and freedom to do business with your neighbor makes more jobs than anything in in the history of the united states it's what it's the social experiment that got us here and when we start going to like having the government we've talked about it with the micron plants and the and the buffalo billions you know uh swindle basically these jobs don't never materialize these jobs are bogus and where new york has lost is the ability to do business with your neighbors it's it's amazing yeah, no, I, and in this case, I, I'm not aware of any like 
potential subsidies that would happen. Like, I, I don't know that New York State would be paying for the casino. It's just more they, they get a license to operate Fair and enough. some sort of like revenue sharing agreement, whatever that ends up looking like. But, um, but you know, but but in terms of the promise of jobs, it's like, is, is this? Is this worth it? Is it good? And I, I do tend to err on the side of like, I, I don't really know it would be better for, you know, us to just kind of like see what it is, but there's the, it, it comes down to like, you know, who, who gets to decide this, right? Like, is it the individuals, the, the owners of the casino and the individuals who want to patronize the casino who get to decide this? Is it the state government? Is it the local government? Who are the decision makers here? And as libertarians would say, well, of course, it should be the individual decision makers, um, but I don't know. I mean, do, do you do you think like your your local government should be the ones to decide this, or should it be New York State or you? Um, well, I see New York State has already made its decision, and they've already set a pattern that I'm very uncomfortable with. Right when it comes to gaming licenses and heavily heavily regulating any industry, like a local community could say should have the right to say, "Hey, we don't really want any gambling," but other local communities could say, yes, we want gambling and let it grow, you know, endemically or, or from from that area. Not not this this obvious system of enriching wealthy people. I don't know. Hey, guys, good news, though. Kathy Hochul herself wasn't involved in the negotiations because her husband, Billy, is an executive of Delaware North, which runs Racino. So, you know, no conflict of interest, nothing for people to worry about. Nobody's getting paid off. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if if there's anything there, it should be looked into. I I don't know, but um, no, I understand. There, there's just yeah. I, I'm not exactly enthusiastic about it. Even even me being the free market guy, I'm like I don't really want a casino. And, and like no no kidding, like I. I, I'm generally like not like a NIMBY type person, even though my wife, when I when I asked my wife about, it, I was like, "Oh yeah, see, hey, look, here's this this rumor that's totally unsubstantiated that it might move down the road from us." She's like, "No, absolutely not. That sounds terrible. We should protest it." And I'm like, yeah. "Can you, I can't I imagine? See, that's an issue, right? Like, I, I hate the idea, but the whole system is broken. What what would it do? Do you think to your property values in your neighborhood?" I don't know. I mean, it, it depends on like how big the front footprint is and how much like additional traffic it ends up bringing in and, you know, how it impacts like other businesses in the area. Like I, I'm not exactly like, again, this is like a rumor that got posted on some news site that I never heard of, but like people started spreading it around like Rochester Twitter that it, like neighborhood of the arts was being looked at for like this casino. Um, and yeah, like it's a, it's very close to my house, um, the the neighborhood that they were talking about, and I don't I don't know how that would impact like a a highly residential area, neighborhood of the arts, like where where they're talking about it's it's a commercial area. There's like a bunch of like warehouses, new buildings that came up, so that's like in a brewery over there. Like they're talking about over by Three Heads Brewery if you're in the the Rochester area, is where I think that they were talking about and. Uh, yeah, maybe it's it's gonna bring it would bring a lot of changes to that area. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you take a look at Atlantic City, and you can see that the, there's poverty right up to the casinos. I'm not. Yeah, sure like I don't. I don't exactly think it would like enrich the neighborhood, right? Like I don't. Right. These these jobs are just. I don't know. Are they in really other situations that, that doesn't 
seemed to happen and like okay so are you gonna do that like how is that is it going to like hurt all the restaurants in the area right like is it does it end up like hurting them does it does it bring people in and have them want to go explore and do new things in like a an interesting trendy neighborhood or is it just like you drive in you you sit in your parking you go to the parking lot you go to a casino and then you leave is that is that really benefiting the neighborhood other than in other than bringing a bunch of you know, traffic and people to the area. And yeah, so yeah. like, again, as much as I'm like pro development, as much as I'm like, yeah, like we should be able to build what we want. Like I get why people are, are, are anxious about this type of thing too, about something that's going to be a big impact. It's not like a small incremental change. Like the, the people who are like, I want to fight a coffee shop in my neighborhood. Cause you know, there might not be a big enough parking lot nearby. All right. Like that's, yeah, that, I mean, that, that seems a bit petty to me, but like, the casino, yeah, like it's 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 probably going to be a, be a big thing. That's otherwise they wouldn't be making the investment. Yeah, it's going to be monstrous. They always are. And and the other thing is, is like at the Turning Stone, their model is like you said, keep them there. They must have thirty restaurants that all have decent, reasonably yeah. priced food. It's definitely going to kind of have some. I think yeah, some negative impact like, on local stuff. Yeah, I think about that. You know, like I mean, and, and like the the casinos have done that type like if you ever been the turning sound like school they have a whole experience they have nightclubs they have restaurants it's a whole thing like it's the concerts it's it's fun but like has it you know made put rome new york or Vern new york on the map no not, not really it's it's kind of a cool thing and all but like what's the what's the area around it look like you know the, the handful of hotels that's it but, yeah the De, lago i guess is mad because if you compare the the amount of money they have to pay to the state to keep their casino operating versus oh, yeah. what, what this potential casino is going to have to pay, it's guys, you should check out the numbers. It's something like 30% of the Lagos earnings go to the state and something like 10% of this new casino's earnings are going to go to the state shortly to be increased to 20%, but still they have right. this huge competitive advantage when it comes to the money that they so, make. Too. Yeah, you could. That makes sense that Del Lago would be. Yeah, don't don't bring that Kodak. You know, don't don't like grow small businesses. You know what you need? A casino, a casino, guys. That's gonna bring good jobs. Yeah, like yeah, the, the, a lot of this feels like a distraction, and and this is in the midst like we we have even dove into like New York State like passed like a whole bunch of bills, <laughs> and have been kind of like let. Not hesitant, but they, they haven't really like released all of the like the details of like some of these bills that got voted on. <laughs> like it's the peasants it, don't deserve details. Yeah, and so like some of the stuff that's like coming out, like it's just coming out quick. They're the 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 roll calls to some of these things uh, of some of the, the the bills, the amendments, all this stuff. Like it's it's still being sorted through, but like it's already happened. Like the and and again, the, this kind of gets to the core of like why people are upset about this issues. It feels like. It's just something that happened. Like there's a big discussion about it years ago. Locally, everyone decided like, ah, that's not really what we want. And it went away. And now it seems like suddenly it's back. It passed the Senate. Like, okay. And I know it's not exactly halfway there. But like, like, oh, it's like halfway there. Like we're almost, we almost have a deal. And like, we didn't even get to weigh in on it. Like what, how, how what, what happened with our senators here? Like, did, did, did we get, represented that was there a discussion why wasn't there more discussion as this was coming up for a vote I, that's the that's always 
that's the ongoing libertarian question, right? Like, why aren't we being represented when when a guy that tries to offer a decent amount of represent representation, uh, they gerrymander him out of his district, like John Salka, for example, was a, a I thought John was a good guy. He, I, th- we still deal with this faulty premise of government first has been so ingrained into New York State's culture that it's it's hard to have a good conversation with anyone who serves in a political role. But, yeah. you know, they, they gerrymander him out. He's gone. At least he listened. He'd answer my emails. He'd have conversations with me. He was a really nice guy. That's something. All right. Well, anyway, we, we have to head to a break, though. Thanks again for joining us here on WYSL. We're going to be back in a few minutes. All right. So we're yeah, out on that one. I wanted to do that one, but I wasn't sure how much time we had left. So I ranted about Mr. Salka, who whom I, is a seriously a decent person, you know? Yeah, I believe it. But yeah, like that, that, that's the, that's what comes out of casinos, right? People from all over who are now broke because they lost all their money. Yeah. And let's say I've, I've seen some of that happen and we'll read his comment from Shelly says North Saratoga I'm telling you biggest homeless shelter in the area people from everywhere uh, and then she, her talking about uh, um, there's there's a lot of folks who've lost everything uh, betting on, on races in that area yeah there's, it, it's a thing right and like I get it you know it's it but like I, I almost see it again the same way I see like the war on drugs like okay well we shouldn't make it illegal uh, because they'll be more harm than good but also like yeah there's there's destructive aspects of it there look the government should just be the direct purveyor of heroin and encourage everybody to get on it right like that's that's sort yeah, of the issue with gambling just, it's a high high percentage of creating addiction and misery so i don't know what did you think about mr hannett's comment i don't know if we need to <laughs> yeah yeah well, it's, i mean i I've that. heard that. I don't know. There's there's a bunch of creepy stuff with uh with with, with Biden, it's, but it, yeah. it's 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 clown world, man. Like that's it. I don't know what to say after we just get to weird places anymore. And it's yeah. it's real. He Sean had a big show, guys, uh with a a, a doctor talking about uh potentially tainted DNA in the um mrna shots that was not properly controlled and a little bit of a bait and switch you guys might want to check that out at some point um it was pretty interesting show the guy is a legit scientist who does real sciencey things so that's important when you have a scientist you get sciencey that they do science things yes yeah that's it's a big deal a lot of times that's not what happens in the world of political science like Fauci, for example, I still think that guy was never a scientist. He was always a bureaucrat. And the real thing, I mean, there's the administrative science scientist. Whether or not he made the right decisions, we won't eh, get into yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, we, we should go back. <laughs> Second, yeah, Facebook user. Who's this? Is this Tom? No, uh, that, I, I'm pretty sure that's Brian this? Russo. This is Brian. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gambling is such a thing. We need commercials for it. I can yeah. I can tell people apart just by the way they frame their words and their sentences. 
That's my guess. It could be Brian LaRusso. could be Brian Sutton, but I think it's Brian LaRusso. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, I mean, casinos like the, there's the, the people who get like, you know, who end up with like a problem, you know, gambling, right? It's it's a small percentage of the population. Again, same thing with the war on drugs. It's it, only a small percentage of people actually get like addicted to this. Most people do the thing. They have fun, you know, sure. and, you know, that's it. Right. And that's. And like when I when I got to a casino, I'm 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 terrible. So like it's like, oh cool, I lost sixty bucks in three hands of blackjack. That stunk. Uh, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna go get an ice cream cone or a yeah. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go sit at the all you can eat buffet and just eat prime rib like for three hours. <laughs> so something I used to do frequently in high school when you'd have like the lunches and it'd be like fifteen bucks or not in high school, but like immediately after. Yeah, All right, sure. we're gonna go see it, sit and eat uh, prime rib at Turning Stone for like hours. Oh yeah, no, that yeah, th- that's the fun thing about casinos. Sure, there's there's ways to enjoy them, um, absolutely. But boy, I I used to go, and I I decided one day I'm just like this is this is just not worth it, just not worth it. Yeah, they have good venues. They have good like music and stuff. They have comedians. I guess there's there's good yeah, stuff. That's probably. good stuff at some of them. That's what it is. They 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 they're there to entertain and to get you to depart with your money, <laughs> which they're excellent at. It's like a science. They use science to get you to part with your money. Yeah. Okay. Right, so right. so we'll, when we come back, we're going to talk about Trump. They got him this time, Kevin. They got him. They got him. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about the Trump indictment. All right. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a wild ride, folks. Wild ride. All right. Three, two. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Baron O'Connor. I'm here, Kevin. And, and, you know, that was like a conundrum talking about big state and we want free markets. And I don't know, casinos just don't seem to uh, meet up with that. What we've got now is entertainment. Once again, from Clown World, Donald Trump has officially been indicted. And just about two hours ago, guys, he pled not guilty to 37 counts of having illegal classified top secret, secret, and other stuff that belongs to the deep state. (laughs) Yeah. So here is, yeah. So here's a rain, pled not guilty. um, And and basically, yeah, as you said, it has to do with like the documents that he had <laughs> at uh, in his personal residences after he was supposed to have turned that stuff over when he left office, right? Um, and you now the, the the argument that that people were making back then were, were like, well, maybe it's not really secret, or he classified them, or you know, whatever, right? Like. Or what, but what ended up actually happening is like the documents that they took turns out there's some like kind of serious stuff in there, like U.S. nuclear capabilities, U.S. defensive vulnerabilities, uh, attack plans for like a foreign country, um, you know, like uh, some, some pretty, you know, serious stuff. Uh, And in terms of like 
was it just an accident? Like, did he not realize like the seriousness of the stuff he took? Did he realize he took it at all? You know, did what did he just forget to hand some of it back? No, he kind of got on tape and like was was telling people, yeah, this is illegal and I know it's illegal and I am showing you this thing that is illegal for me to show you. Uh, and I didn't declassify it. And it sounds like I'm making something up, but like that that's pretty much how the conversation went of him on tape. It's I, I know, but he's such like here's the thing that I think that people don't seem to get about Donald Trump. Like he's kind of like I want to say unserious about certain things, right? Like one of the plans that he, he was showing off was something that he had, you know, a couple of military, you know uh strategists draw up for him right to yeah. like let's say country a perhaps was cuba right so perhaps right i'm just putting out some conjecture there like what would we do if we were to invade cuba and he's like kind of holding on to that as a memento of him being president I, right i just well that's I, it's kind of what it feels like you just like wanted to have this thing to like feel cool but like <laughs> you know, know it's man. it's he he himself emphasized like oh yeah we're gonna punish people for you know not you know uh protecting the secrets of the united states uh he he wants to pursue people for uh violating the you know uh presidential records act he was talking about hillary clinton when he was talking about that stuff but saying like people should be prosecuted to the full full level uh of of the law and then he he goes and like i'm gonna read some like uh some of the exchange of like him on tape uh, where he goes, uh, well, quote, senior military official. Uh, let, let, let me see that. I'll show you an example. He, he said, I want to attack country A. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look, this was him presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This is Department of Defense. And they're like, oh, wow, cool. Look at this. Look at this, all sorts of stuff. And, and then and he's like, oh, yeah. And it's uh, it's highly confidential. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it's, 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 it's secret. It's secret. And uh, secret. Yeah, and in and Trump's like, yeah, isn't in this in this in this incredible? And then Trump goes on like you know, I was thinking because we were talking about it, he wanted to attack country A and and uh this is done by the military, he's, he's given to me, right? And uh and 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 then the staff says, I don't know, we'll have to we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll we'll have to try to uh, declassify it. Yeah, figure it out. See as president, I could have declassified it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now now I can't, you know, but this is still a secret. Yeah, now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? With, I, I it's, know, like it's so goofy it's like with here here he is like talking to a writer and a publisher and a staffer like none of whom have like the clearance to be able to see this and we'll, we'll talk about like whether or not like the the clearance the classification is all legit but like as it sits right now he was not supposed to have this stuff no. uh they the 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 archivists were like hey you have this stuff uh please turn it in you're not supposed to have this stuff and instead of like turning it in he had asked his like staff members and his lawyers to basically lie on his behalf and like hit it from his lawyers like it's, it's like cartoonish like it, they, he had them like pick up boxes and move them so like the lawyer could confirm that they saw an empty room and then we'd go to the next room he'd move those boxes like it's like it's a circus man the, looks this really, is clown world really like, bad kevin it like, it's, looks horrible it's, it's like. a farce it's so goofy and then and 
again, this conversation. Yeah, you know, here's this illegal thing, and I know it's illegal, and I know that I've been saying that I I could make this legal, but I actually can't. Here it is anyway. Like one of the one of the counts includes him certifying that he returned all the documents that they requested and then they subsequently found out that he didn't return all of the documents that he requested and guys like lying to the fbi is a crime lying to people that investigate this stuff is a crime and this is the kind of lie this is why they made these lies illegal is so that you can't just wave it away man yeah and and to be fair like there's certain types of lies that probably should be illegal like they're, they're we've talked about this before there are, there are definitely like process crime things where like you tell a story that is like inconsistent but not necessarily intentionally so right right i mean and i think there's there's a difference and people like would kind of make this argument trump like well maybe didn't mean to do this and like no he, he was on tape saying like yeah i want i want to do this illegal thing and i know it's illegal like it's yeah, like you, you, you're not supposed to, to to lie to law enforcement officers uh, about this type of stuff, right? Like, it's, well, especially it's not, the fact that he he said he gave it all back. Like he said he gave it back. Dean didn't do it. He and didn't and give it back. my goodness, because I've seen like ten of these comments. Biden has documents too. Okay, he does. Well, one he did, but Biden's the president right now. So yeah, he has he has documents now. But right. when he was when he was vice president, he had had some documents, and they they ended up like in his garage, right? The difference between the Biden situation and the Trump situation is that when the the archivists are like, "Hey, uh, former vice president, we think you have this document. Um, can can we come get it?" And they're like, and and they said, "Yeah, yeah, just come get the thing." Right. So it happened with Mike yeah. Pence, too. Uh, it happens with folks kind of all the time. Stuff gets packed up. They think it's personal stuff that they can take. It isn't. They say, we think we're missing this record. Can you turn it in? And then they turn it in or let them look look for it in the house willingly to turn it in. Sure. And they don't lie about turning it in and then show it to people. I like, love Trump, that's, man. He's my hero. Um, man. It just it's just so look. Tucker Carlson has offered some perspective on this, Kevin, that I want to share with everybody, just so you know. And I love your reaction on it. What's what's Tucker going to say? His show is wild, man. Maybe we'll talk about that after. (laughs) This day was inevitable when Trump called out the deep, deep state war machine on February 16, 2016. That so look. We as libertarians love the fact that Trump really paid a lot of lip service to the fact that that, you know, there was a bunch of lies told that started at the war after 9-11, that, that there were no weapons of mass destruction. We loved Trump when he did that. Those were good things. That that debate where he called out Jeb Bush and all these other neocons, we loved it, right? Like, people loved that. A lot of Republicans actually loved that. Yeah. And, and then it, now they have to prosecute him for it. That This is just that moment... This is them going out of their way to to ameliorate his ability to have any influence in the future. That's what Tucker said in not so many words. And he's got a really sing-songy way of talking that I like. Like, I, right. I you know, it's just. I mean, well, he's, that's why he used to get the big bucks. Um, 2.4 million views in like three minutes. Like, how does yeah. that guy do that? That's crazy. And he has a following. <laughs> but, I mean, in terms of that, like, dude. Donald Trump didn't have to make it difficult for himself. Like, if you want to fight the deep state, A, first of all, he didn't do that, right? Like, 
let's just be upfront about that. He did not dismantle the deep state during his presidency. Uh, sorry, Trump is a swamp creature along with the rest of them. He is also pro-war. As much as people say, like, he'd pay lip service to, like, being anti-war, like, dude bombed as many people as the rest of them. Didn't get us out of Afghanistan. Sorry, like, Trump Trump is not good on, on, on war issues. Like, as much as he, like, talks about it, he's not. No, like, I, his I actions speak louder than words. But what he, he did do a nice job of, though, and this is, right, actions speak louder than words. So what he did was demonstrate fully effectively how the deep state is so invested in war that they would question some of his ideas and concepts to the ridiculous extent that they did. And he also kind of made a bunch of left-wing people come out as being very pro-military industrial complex, which hasn't really helped us at all. But no, I mean, at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it exposed hypocrisy. Everyone just does the opposite of whatever the other tribe is doing, right? Like, it's just right. negative partisanship all the way down. That bums me out. But, yeah, I mean, Donald Trump certainly had the ability to end the wars quicker. He certainly had the ability to slow down drone strikes uh, and slow down bombings and, you know, lessen our foreign footprint. And other than, like, talking about it occasionally, like, his actions were not great on those things. Like, he he could have done a lot more, but but in reality, he kind of continued the status quo. And, and frankly, like Biden did better on that stuff. Like in and, and Biden's not great. He just did better than Trump and Obama because the bar was so incredibly low. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah. OK, I guess I'm going to I'll I'll uh, I'll go with that. That's fine. Now, I want to point out something too. like Trump was in fact president of the United States, did in fact have the ability to declassify and make public all sorts of information. He had the ability to, to grant pardons to Assange and Snowden and uh, even take a look at that case against the Silk Road kid. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's in jail for like the rest of his life or opening up a website. Um, yeah. and, and he didn't do any of that, guys, because he wanted the mainstream people in this world to like him and to vote for him. So he offered them law and order like kevin was talking about how he was saying we should prosecute hillary for her her crimes with handling classified information and yet here he is kind of like and whatever i, I don't dislike Trump. yeah and like it, we're okay. you know I, i'm sure like we can we can spend some time maybe we'll just save this for like the next radio segment talking about should this be a crime at all like and and we'll talk about the hillary clinton thing because everyone brings up the hillary clinton thing. we'll talk we'll talk about those but you know, to, to me, in terms of like, is, is Trump a victim of a of the deep state here? Like, no, they gave him a lot of passes. Like, honestly, like they asked several times, just, OK, just turn over this stuff. Like, it, just just do this thing once uh, he yeah. wasn't doing it to advance any like cool cause. Right. If he was going to do that, if he was going to, you know, uh, show people like the, the, the aliens or something or at least the, the JFK papers, he could have done all that, I, but he I, didn't. It, he I was just doing it to, to show that. his friends. He was doing it so he could show off the Kid Rock. Like, yeah, I, I want it to be that. I want it to be like he's going to show off just how corrupt the state is with all these 197 documents that he has. But guys, I'm afraid that now that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, if if he was going to reveal something, if he was going to be a legit whistleblower, like if he was going to say, I kept these documents because our government has committed crimes and I'm showing you uh, that the government is, has committed these crimes, it, regardless of the, the security classification of these things. You know, what? I, I would defend that. I would say, OK, yeah, that's great, man. If he if he pulled an Edward Snowden, if he if he pulled a, you know, I guess Julian Assange isn't the right uh, person, but um, who who is it? Uh, Oh, oh my goodness! I'm forgetting the other major whistleblower. 
that I'm trying Stone. to think of. No, not not Stone. The other one. Chelsea Bradley? Manning. Chelsea Manning. No, yeah, that's the one. Chelsea Manning. That was the one I was thinking of. Okay. Um, and so if he if he had done something like that, right? Like Chelsea Manning, like risks her freedom in career and everything else to reveal secret documents of the U.S. committing crimes. That is not what Donald Trump was doing. He was sure. showing North Korean battle plans to Kid Rock because he thought it made him look cool. And it's sad. It's like it's so pathetic. Like, I don't do not get how people defend this guy. Like, he's not he's not fighting for us. He's just ah, it's all about his own ego. It bums I, me I out. Think, like, I wish he did something cooler. Do I got time to kind of rebut that? Because I think people like Donald Trump because they see him as the antithesis of jerks. Like Mitch McConnell, and guys, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something at the end of this. Jerks like Mitch McConnell, Adam Kinzinger, the Bush family, the McCain's, like the warmonger neocons. But guys, I'm afraid to tell you, like I'm afraid that he's not actually what he has presented himself as, right? Like that's the reality. This is where Kevin and I, I kind of like Trump. Kevin feels very strongly that he was a bad guy. I get why people like Trump, and I want people to keep thinking about why they like Trump and remove Trump out of the equation, right? Like, that's what I'd like to have happen. uh, We we have to head to a break for WYSL, but thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. A Free Solution. Joined by Tim, the Freedom Baron O'Connor. Hey, Kevin. So I think to kind of go into this next segment, what we're going to talk about, I have a, a quote that I want to, I want, I want to put out in front of people, right? Like, how many times will people have to be reminded that legal doesn't mean free from corruption, that illegal doesn't mean immoral or unjust? So that should be a nice entry point to where you want to take this right now. It's, it should these things that he did are they crimes? Like, have have we over criminalized everything everywhere? Yes. And and the answer is, is yes. And, and and also the the clear things up like I don't actually think like Donald Trump should go to jail or something like I mean if he if he could do like some community service <laughs> like <laughs> I, generally I like it, this isn't something I I think he should go to. He's being he's being a moron uh and there should be some consequences for being a moron but like the, the I, pearl clutching about nuclear secrets and stuff like that I feel like it's just pearl, crutch, pearl clutching. He had daily briefings that are are classified top secret. From the CIA, from the FBI, um, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't like. I, I don't. I don't think you should be reckless with this stuff. It is, in in it is worthy of criticism to be reckless with military information. If that was yeah, indeed what he's doing, yeah. um, should should people go to jail for that thing? Should it even be illegal? Do we overclassify everything? These are these are also good questions. And do do we overclassify stuff? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like it, yeah. there's there's so much that is like very much classified. And also, like in terms of like informational security, like what happened? I don't remember the guy's name, but the guy who was like posting stuff on um like, like gaming forums like a couple yeah. months ago. Right. Yeah, like was- it's some random like 
20 something year old who also wanted to look cool in front of his friends and was posting like stuff about like Ukraine. <laughs> well, he was posting stuff that kind of suggested that perhaps the, the mainstream media's narrative was inaccurate, which I'm always a fan of that stuff. I mean, like, at least that guy, like, came closer to, like, revealing information that was, like, of the public interest to, like, the public. But mostly it was also him telling his friends to try to look cool, right? Like, and that's, that's kind of how it came down on at the time. And Donald Trump's doing something similar here, right? Like, again, I, I, I think he's worthy of criticism, although I don't think he should go to jail for this because, like, he was just showing off this stuff to his friends. Had, right. If you want to do something cool, tell us about the aliens, man. Tell tell us about like yeah. where the alien bodies are being collected. You got the guy who's saying he he knows a guy who has buddies who like have seen the alien bodies and the alien ships. Donald Trump should have told us about that stuff. Like he just just like posted all, on like Truth Social. Yeah, he could have declassified all the JFK stuff and all the CIA stuff. He could have declassified. He had the power to declassify all sorts of information that they. I think that the U.S. people are entitled to. Now, what do you think about this one? And this is, I think, going to be an interesting yep. conversation, right? I personally think that they go after Trump and convict. They absolutely should go after Brandon and Hillary to the same extent as Trump. And so that's going to go to where Donald Trump isn't a deep state actor. And he's like so arrogant that he, he doesn't understand that these guys do things that are corrupt, but completely legal. People can be really, really, really mad about the things that Hunter Biden has done and the way he's collected money. Yeah. Guess what? He uh, filed the right paperwork, man. Yeah. And, and here's the thing: like Hillary Clinton was a little bit better about listening to her lawyers and knowing when to like shut up about <laughs> stuff. Like man, that's all he had to do. Like he should have had a bonfire or something, man. It just like yes. I, don't, I don't have that stuff. And, and again, like the, the the Biden stuff, like I, I I just I don't think that's on the same level. Like that one, like, and again, and maybe it is, maybe he really was just taking stuff and he shouldn't have been taken and same with Mike Pence and the others, like, but they listened to their lawyers. And when they said like, turn this stuff over, they did, or it, and they, they didn't show other people like this stuff, or at least not be on tape showing other people, these things you're not supposed to have. Right. Like that's, <laughs> it, it was oh just sloppy about it. And like, I'll say this about like the, the Hillary, like, was there uh, some, inconsistency in terms of like how Hillary Clinton was treated versus Trump and, and the, the, um, yes. yeah. And, and I, I think, yeah. Like, and, and then and if you look at the, uh, the Durham report, like it, it kind of does seem like they, they really gave her a pass on stuff. And then they were really fast and loose with the justification of going like way more, uh, further with an investigation of Donald Trump and during the 2016 election, then they then they really ought to have had the, the 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 evidence was fairly flimsy with that and then with Hillary Clinton like her I I also think again she was bad she she was doing something that did expose uh her correspondence that is like supposed to be protected as Secretary of State by getting a private email server and her reason for doing that was that she was basically not wanting to work with government systems which I kind of get. That the government systems are not great to work with, but also you have to work within that system. And it was illegal for her to do the thing that she did. And she knew that it was illegal for her to do the thing that she did. And then she tried to cover it up. Yeah. Yeah. She did like, plenty of illegal stuff. And I, I, I definitely dislike her more than I dislike Trump, like by a, about a million miles, but it, it's, she's shrewder. She's sharper. 
and she's not i don't know in a way like trump taking on the deep state in this fashion it's going to be an interesting year or so and i'm going to be sad because it's going to be trump versus biden and yeah trump's going to be a felon and we've we've all gonna run from jail and we've uh, all lost guys we've all lost let's be honest yeah yeah i mean i i don't know we'll we'll see if it like any of this stuff ends up actually like impacting them politically i i don't know like it's tough to say i i I think it like it a lot of people actually don't like it like uh, other than like a sorry and some some folks like who might be listening might be in this thing but like it's it's kind of a bubble when you talk to like average people like it's kind of like Oh, I don't know much about the Trump thing, but him getting arrested seems bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that, like, and that's that's how like the average person kind of thinks, oh, has, this guy seems bad. Seems like he was giving away military secrets. And like that is the the, the start and end of like most people's analysis of sure. the situation. And I'm not trying to be like be mean about it. It's just that most people are are busy like being happy and living their lives, like not paying attention to politics, and yeah. I'm jealous of them. And uh, but and that's 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 what they're going to think of the situation. Well, so Harry Sisson, Kevin, a 22 year old TikTok influencer paid by the Democratic National Committee <laughs> to to spout pro Biden propaganda, is convinced that Donald Trump was selling nuclear secrets to maybe China, maybe Russia. We don't really know guys. I honestly don't think that he did that. I think this was nah, just a, a, a convenience thing and a humor thing and a memento thing. Like he's yeah, like, these are yeah, my, this is my work product. I did this. Yeah, like I maybe I, I declassified it. <laughs> yeah, I, look, that's that's kind of how I think of it, and it's not exactly like innocent. It's it's guys, you you, you shouldn't talk about how you're knowingly breaking the law when you're being recorded. <laughs> like so, like if Tim and I were to talk about like knowingly breaking the law while oh. we're live streaming, that would be a bad idea. Um, it would be. It would so be. you you should not do that. You should not it's, say yes. I know this is illegal, and I'm going to do this illegal thing anyway. Like. Did you put that up there? No. Okay. But if if we go after them all equally, and this is from my friend Brian LaRusso, we could get an entirely new group to vote for. And and I don't know, there's been movies about this, right? You get rid of the current boss, and then the next boss is they, the who they the who wrote a song about it. The new boss is the same as the old the boss. The new boss, same as the old boss. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way it's gonna be. We, yeah, that well, might be be that. All right, you know, okay, so Trump's actually arrested, takes him out of the race. We we get Ron DeSantis, and then we get the debate. You know, like his peculiarities. But it would be great for him to see him debate Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, I I think it'd it'd be interesting. I I'm very much not looking forward to a Joe Biden Trump debate. So <laughs> maybe that would be better. Um, and <clears throat> sorry about that. Yeah. No, well. You're all good, um, but uh, should we break the news about the Libertarian Party of Colorado crafting an amazing deal that will ensure liberty and freedom for every person in Colorado? Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you, you talk about it. <laughs> all right, so look, um, and, and guys, it's admirable what they're trying to do, but the Libertarian Party of Colorado has, has crafted an agreement with the Republican Party of Colorado to run pro-liberty, um, smaller, real smaller government Republican candidates in such a way as the Libertarian Party of Colorado will not put forth candidates who will, um, you know, basically take votes from the Republicans. 
it's it's guaranteed to spread freedom kevin guaranteed guaranteed well uh that that's a bold promise or something that's not going to happen um it's yeah i uh i'm i'm skeptical of this like i get the i get the sentiment right like and and i I'll say this, like, I came in as, as a Republican and and I kind of said stuff like this, like in terms of my personal beliefs is like I I would I would vote for and I still will. I will vote for Republican or Democratic candidates who are like good on those values. Right. And mm-hmm. if you have, you know, a marginal candidate that wants to run in a race like, you know, does it make sense to pour a bunch of resources into a candidate who's going to run against someone who's, who's actually good? I don't know. And that's up to the individual candidate to decide and individual committees to decide. Like it is is weird to have an agreement at the state level for this type of thing. And I'll also say that when I was chair of Monroe County Libertarian Party, we used to cross endorse. And the hope of cross endorsement was to find the most pro-liberty candidates available in the races and then also be able to like build on those relationships to like you know, exert pressure and like to, to open conversations, exert pressures like strong, but to open conversations with folks that we had like endorsed and support in campaigns to try to like convince them to agree with us when key legislation came up. And and I got to tell you, it didn't, didn't work out as well as we like wanted, right? Like we didn't really get, you know, as much out of that as we, as we, we would have hoped, right? Like it didn't end up being as good of a deal for the libertarian party and in the membership didn't like that we did that. Like, I don't know that I I don't know that I made the right move there. I felt like I was making the right move at the time. And the 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 Libertarian Party of Colorado coming out and saying like we are not going to run candidates if you promise that they are pro liberty. It's yeah, I, I don't know that it's going to work out the way you think it is. I would say this to the Libertarian Party of Colorado, and, and within I, I understand that 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 this is well intentioned. That this and if it is successful, I will be very happy for you guys. You will you will actually have, have built a lever, right? Like that would be great because I think the Libertarian Party on some level could be a, a lever or a weapon against the duopoly. Um, but I think that you don't know who you're messing with when you're messing with the GOP. They they will tell you what they are and then they will be something entirely different when they get elected they will be just mirror images of the current existing status structure that we already have they will be this is this plan will allow the next mitch mcconnell to leap to fame this plan will allow the next john mccain to leap to fame because if we're not a viable third party and stand against this whole duopoly that we're just we're, we're complicit in a way and so I yeah. I want I want it to be the right thing to do. I want it to be right. And look, let's let's be honest. I'm very dis, disgruntled with some of the Libertarian Party's failings with with Larry Sharp's ballot access, with with putting William Weld on a ballot, with things like that. That that these things were bad for our party and bad for our future success. So the Libertarian Party of Colorado, the Mises Caucus, they have to do things. They have to try something. But I think you don't know who you're messing with. They've already played this game. They, the the GOP, you're not new to the GOP. The GOP has a history of being able to know how to play these games and take you right out of it. It won't matter what you think. Right. So you that, know. that's that's what I'm saying. Be, be cautious. Yeah. I, I, I mean, admire their effort. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll end up like, you know, how... Sorry, I'm uh, makes me mad. But the Conservative Party and like the Working Family Party in New York State, right? Like that's sure. If you if you end up if you end up like that, you know, like where ninety five percent of the time you're not running anyone because they're ah they're close enough. You end up effectively just becoming an extension of that main party. If you 
if yeah. you put yourself in a position where you give away your biggest your biggest weapon, your your ability to like run a candidate, and I know people like and they and they also say like we won't spoil the races, okay, but like you need to offer that other choice. You need yeah. to do it. Like that that is your your biggest threat. And the only way to move the needle in because the only thing politicians care about is like winning or losing votes. And if you can yeah. threaten to take votes away from them if they take the wrong positions, that is how the Libertarian Party can like influence elections. Yeah, That's it. every year in New York State, Gerard Kassar, who is also like a, a friend of mine, uh, I've talked to him once or twice, not a friend of mine, a friend of mine on Facebook. He's another guy that, that like John Salka will answer your messages and stuff like that. But every year he runs an ad that's okay. That says, basically, if we vote on the conservative line, we're going to make Republicans more conservative. And it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. It doesn't matter. Votes, votes a vote, right? Uh, yeah. Sorry. Like, I, I, I get the strategy, but like, I, I don't know that it with maybe I don't agree with it, but. Anyway, we're going to have to continue this conversation after the WYSL show. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. We are done for the night on WYSL. Other folks, we're going to keep going for a few more minutes. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great night, WYSL audience. There you are. All right, yeah. Um, the GOPs, they, they've been winning elections and losing elections. Their, their goal is to raise money, right? That's what they do. That's it. They, they have one mission to occasionally yeah. elect Republicans. They don't care about governance. They're participant in the uniparty. I, I'm with you, man. And so I like my good conservatives, but at what point does, do I have to say that the conservative party has been co-opted by the GOP in New York State? Yeah, and it's at this point. No, I mean that's that's for sure, definitely a discussion worth having. Like, I mean, are they they functionally like threatening enough to hold the GOP accountable when there is a substantial difference of opinion? Um, and I don't really see really any situations at all where they've been able to do that in a substantial way the working families party for for their part has at least tried to do that tried and, and failed but like they, they tried with with some of their like recent gubernatorial candidates and you know but when push came to shove it's just like well we're just gonna we're just gonna support the main candidate again and uh that's that's the best we're gonna do <laughs> i know and here here's another like the conservative party like in a way there's an appeal to the like could libertarians and conservatives kind of co-opt the conservative party and make it a viable force to force change in in and the idea has some appeal to me i'm not gonna lie um the the issue is is that no matter what we seem to do we're not really able to hold the machine accountable right like hopefully no. just goes into a room and says hey here's a new casino for your rochester yeah. congratulations guys. oh but i wasn't actually at the negotiating table because you know conflict of interest you know what i mean right it's like, yeah um I don't know. and i don't know to, to me though like the one other thing is like i would find it challenging to work with too many other parties in new york state like it in part because like i i disagree with them right like you know i, I like sure. my conservative friends i like my working families party friends but like we have differing visions on what policy should look like in New York state and, and conservatives and libertarians are, are, are not the same. They, they, they have different values in, in ways of trying to bring about those values and visions for society than, than,
we do as libertarians. I would I would say that to be fair to my conservative friends, a lot of them are basically libertarians that are looking at the GOP and seeing this disastrous, disastrous mess, right? So that that doesn't make me want to be a conservative. That makes me want them to realize that they're actually libertarians and that that that's yeah. The philosophies that I espouse, they they seem to agree with more than the religious right, more than than, you know, I did, you know, they're all for finding bad cops and getting rid of them. But they don't realize that there's there's systemic problems that need to be fixed, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so there's a handful of issues where there are, there's some pretty serious disagreements um, that, that maybe aren't irreconcilable, that they, they just. There are disagreements. Uh, Brian on Facebook says conservatives are 75, 80 percent libertarians, in my opinion. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I I got I was a liberal. I was like couldn't think of myself as a Republican. I could think of myself as a Democrat. Then I got to like kind of a Republican, but definitely on the conservative side of things. And then it's like, oh, gays want to get married. I'm like, good. Let them get married. I've been married. It sucks. You know, like that kind of (laughs) joking around about it. Yeah. And uh, that's fine. Like, shouldn't they have? You know, should the state be involved in in marriage and and should, you know, it be a religious issue backed up by the government? And that's then I start to get lost in the weeds there. You know, it's like, well, of course it should. And I'm like, well, of course, I don't think it should. You know, like, yeah, eight people been around for a while, man. Yeah. But um, just going back to to the one of the main points, though, in terms of like libertarian party strategy, like, again, that's. That's the main thing. Like, if you if you can, like the the cross endorsement thing, like you know, we we tried that because we thought it would be helpful to forge alliances and uh, open doors of discussion for stuff, which had mixed results on that. Like, it did open some discussions. Like, there, there's there's some yeah. of that, but like in a state where you don't have fusion balloting, uh, your only leverage is to threaten to take away their votes, right? Right. And what you can tell them in those races is. Hey, if you don't want people voting for the libertarian candidate instead of you, co-opt their most popular positions and say you will act on them. Like that's that's what you do. Like that's and and that the only leverage the libertarian party has to get that is by running candidates who are, you know, may know that they get they're going to get clobbered, but the idea is is that one of the major party candidates will co-opt their positions because that's the only way they're going to cobble together an effective enough coalition to be able to win. Yeah. There's, there's that libertarian that got elected down in Broome County. I'm sorry. The the bitter kind of ran as a a libertarian to keep his seat that got elected, reelected down in Broome County. And the guy's not a libertarian at all. No. Yeah. So like there's, there's some cross endorsement opportunities. I think like maybe, maybe weren't, all that great, you know, and gonna participate in some of those. Some of those, like after the fact, and I was like, man, they uh, they sold me a bill of goods. Like they they you know said that they would vote a certain way on certain things, and you know when it came down to it, uh, they didn't. My and internet then, is fading, or your internet is fading. Yeah, something. There you. Okay, well, you're moving. Again. Yeah, thank God. Moving again. Um, and so yeah, uh, we, we you know we didn't make this point during the show, but but Colorado should uh, be careful. Like again, you you had made the point that they can't trust them to the whole truth of their values, even through the election, much less like after the election. And right. uh, the GOP is the scorpion and the the scorpion and the frog uh, story, right? Like the scorpion and the frog. 
Hey, fuck you. I'm a scorpion. I'll kill us both. I don't care. <laughs> that's right. That That's the summation of the story. If you don't know, it's like, you know, there's a, uh, a scorpion who asked a frog to uh, cross a river. And, you know, the frog was understandably nervous, said, I, what if you sting me? The scorpion says, of course I won't sting you. you know, we'll both drown. We'll both drown. We'll both drown. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, but what, is, what does a scorpion do when uh, they're partway through the river? Stings the frog. Right in the head. Kills us But both we'll both drown. Well, it's in my nature. Fuck you, I'm <laughs> a scorpion. You said, I sting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's what it is. And again, they're... It, it, it's what they do because what the GOP and the Democrats and anyone who's like really seriously into politics does is they will do whatever it takes to win. And if that means stabbing you in the back and forsaking your values, if you don't have any like leverage over them, they will do it. Like that, I'm not trying to be like mean about it. That's just like what it is. They're doing whatever it takes to win. Yeah, that's a good point because people get caught up in the emotionality of it. We're not. I don't think that there's anything I'm saying that I'm trying to offend any person or, yeah. or even, even say like invoke any kind of emotion for me. I'm just saying they've done this before they've played this game before their goal is to win elections regardless of you. Now, will they perhaps, I mean, Jared Polis claims to be a libertarian. So yeah. like, this is a great, which, which, yeah. I mean, which is an interesting thing, right? Cause we have like, Jared Polis, which like the the folks that like reason like sort of kind of like him, some something like the uh, you know cosmopolitan libertarians are sort of oh, like yeah, yeah, Jared Polis is like all right, you know, like and I and I, I'm I'm sort of in that boat. It's like oh, he's he's not libertarian. There's some things that are great, other things that stink. He's probably better than your average Democrat, but um, yeah, yeah, you know, if uh, you know, in an election between like him and uh Ron DeSantis and Gary Johnson I would still be voting for Gary Johnson <laughs> yeah no exactly. 100% of the time you know it's he's unless, still a better honestly, option. unless he runs with like William Weld again and then I'm I'm not voting that's it I'm done I'm done Just voting 100% I'm not kidding check like, out of politics if, honestly if we if we if we run like a Joe Jorgensen again this year I'll vote for her I will I just I want a better candidate. Don't get me wrong. And this is no offense to Joe. She's a beautiful person and has great libertarian principles and philosophy. But yeah. if we don't, you know, get a better hook out there and, yeah, and just co-op somebody from the Uniparty, I, I, I've, I've had it. I, I'm done. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, we got to get someone that's got to find that right balance of someone who has like enough spark and ideology, but also like isn't, totally moored to like the two-party system and, and all the baggage that comes with that and that's that's a, a tough needle to thread i think gary johnson got it and then had you know bill weld as his running mate i, I get what he was trying to do i just yeah. uh didn't, hey, didn't care for gary, it and gary was a, a good solid caring libertarian and yes chase oliver did break the georgia he broke senate. the georgia senate race uh yeah i mean that's that's part of it again and why why he was able to do that is a of the unique circumstances of georgia senate elections but but by participating in that race like he forces conversations on the issues that he wants to have and by having those conversations and forcing candidates to respond to those um positions like it helps advance libertarian issues not always perfectly but like it puts more pressure 
up and down the ballot to say like, hey, address our this person's making a good point. Address our issues or, or we're not going to vote for you. We're going to yeah, vote Shane, for this other Shane person. Shane Hazel did a nice job down there, too, I thought. Yeah. Uh, the, to, props to Georgia, really, for having an active enough Libertarian Party to get candidates on the ballot and to, you know, they got on the stage, they got on the debate stages. I thought they did, both of them did a wonderful job. And certainly I, I there's, I like Shane a little bit more than I like Chase, but they, they both are compelling to me like that. They could kind of team up and run for president and I'd be pretty happy with that. It'd be, be an interesting com uh, combination. Um, but all right. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else we wanted to talk about. Oh, uh, just I just you know, well, I had a kind of a, a fake news or a question for you about if whether you thought it was real news or not, but because because black Black Rock is it Black Rock? It's not even Black Rock. It's Blackstone, right? That private equity firm, basically, and it's old, so you probably already heard this, but Black Rock owns it's Black Rock, yeah, yeah, it owns all of the DNA information presented to. Uh, 23 and me is that real news or fake news um uh oh we're losing the internet no i'm, I'm still here i'm still here oh, okay. i know like my, my mouth is behind the microphone you just didn't see me moving a bit but uh <laughs> no uh that uh, i think that was real news like i'm pretty sure that was a thing i'm gonna have it's to real news now. man yeah it's real. It just is like something like one more thing. They own all the cereal in the cereal aisles. They own all of the DNA. It's just amazing. The D because twenty three and Me, you send in a, a DNA sample, and now it's owned by a private equity firm. What what could possibly go wrong? Did it actually go through? Because I remember like seeing something about this, but it hadn't actually happened yet. It was just like a thing they're trying. So it finally like actually happened. Yeah, basically they closed the deal, believe it or not, back in, in 2020, in April of 2020. Um, but now it's like people are kind of joking around about it again, so it's kind yeah. of topical. Oh, it just uh, came back. Cody Anderson, where where you been, man? We did a whole show basically on this very issue about how what a, what a failure of the, the, the New York State Office of Cannabis Management and how they paid off somebody from uh, Michigan to yeah. with free licenses in the future to allow them to open licenses in um, central New York in the lake regions out near Rochester and the, the, the big lakes, the Finger Lakes. It was, man, I, I can't, you, you must have been in Florida, bud. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the whole thing on that one. And I'm sure it's going to come up again just absolutely certain it's going to create more problems and we're still going to be like years off from like legal dispensaries, like opening up in like the Rochester and Finger Lakes region, like somehow support your local neighbor, man. That's, <laughs> that's just, just six plants. You guys can grow. It's legal. Don't worry. That's about right. It. Fine. How many, how much weed do you need? You potheads? <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> Come on. Just, just keep totally, it to the totally six. New, totally real. Totally, totally real. <laughs> Um. Yeah. All right. Uh. Oh man. I I totally had something else on the the Trump thing too, and I I, I forgot where well, I don't want to get into it now. Maybe we'll do it no, next you, week. Yeah. The Trump inspires you to talk for long periods. Of time. I know. I know. Yeah. If you don't come out, like, is is really the like you know is this proof of law and order? That is this politicized? Like we we never got into this. I, I it's going to be an interesting election cycle because um, 
if Trump does actually get nominated, he's not getting nominated because people think he's a criminal. It's not that. He's getting nominated because the government is failing on so many levels and forcing so many issues down people's throats that we're begging for, like, the left is begging for a strong man. The right is begging for a strong man. And basically, we're all just screwed, dude. We're a total mess. Yeah. They're going to get what they want. <laughs> so optimistic. I, I'm not. I'm literally not. I've been. I've spent 50 years of my life being optimistic. The last six have been the steady decline of, holy cow, did participation trophy culture fail miserably. Like, this is <laughs> bad. This is really, really bad. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. One of the many ways I look at it. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I think we're going to call it a night, though. Thanks again for listening, folks, for the uh, the bonus show here on A Free Solution. Uh, have a good night. A Free Solution.